I get happy when I sing. When I'm on stage, you can't see it, but it's uh, like a stream of connection between you and listeners, and it's kind of like an energy that you hold. Welcome to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. I'm your host, Cole Primo. And I'm your other host, Leah Lem. Miigwech for joining us. Native Lights is at its core a place for Native folks to tell their stories. And every week we have great conversations with wonderful guests from a whole bunch of different backgrounds. And it all has this focus on sharing our gifts with our communities, sharing our purpose. And here we are again, Cole, amplifying Native voices this week. Yeah, betcha. How's it going? It's going great. You know, uh, we talked last time that I was trying to work on my beach bod, and I've managed to drag myself to the gym a couple times, wow. getting that, getting the muscles worked out just a little bit. You know, get get your pump. Just get that initial super soreness out of the way. <laughs> uh, I also checked out Chefs versus Wild. Our previous guest, Derek Nicholas, suggested it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like it. It's one of the first food shows that I've seen where there's a native co-host, uh, they give little tidbits of knowledge about the importance of the specific foods there in British Columbia. I don't know, mm-hmm. it's great. They, they basically pair up a forager with a chef and put them in the bush. Um, so it's great. I suggest it if you haven't checked it out. Um, you know, there's native folks on the show as both foragers and chefs, and it's great to see that representation there. Yeah, I watched an episode. I watched the first episode. And I, I do want to watch more. I didn't realize that while they're foraging out in the wilderness of British Columbia, that they actually stay out in the wilderness. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm still kind of <laughs> curious overnight. if they have to build their their own shelter or if they kind of get help. I saw them like dragging sticks and stuff like that. Maybe they just have to put it over the top or something. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> it seems like a very tough thing to do, try to sleep mm-hmm. out. In the cold, while yep. also one of them was like just super exhausted because just not getting any sleep. Um, yep. Yeah, it's tough. It's, it must yeah. have felt like that when you're on your uh, superior hiking trail trip, huh? Well, you know, I brought a tent, so I didn't have to <laughs> build my own shelter every night. But I do love the idea of it. I think it looks it looks awesome for a couple nights. I know there are other shows. Survival shows where they go months and months. Yeah, true. That's true, a that, that's a different flavor for me. But yeah, I think foraging and doing a little camping for three nights, three days sounds just it right, just in that <laughs> sweet spot. <laughs> but I, yeah, in that first episode that I did watch, um, it was really cool to see the foraging and the advice. Of the mm-hmm. foragers on what to find where, like the mushrooms like to grow in the in the denser part of the woods, and then you'll find, you know, your crab apples, crab in apples more yeah. of the field areas where it gets yeah. more sun. And I'm like, oh well, well taking notes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like oysters. Oh man, all the oysters out there. I, I man, yeah, that's something I've I've grown to like over the last few years. And oh, good. Uh, very much makes me hungry. <laughs> What I do wonder about, though, and it's open for debate, but how do you judge food that's been 
foraged. How do you judge, like, who wins the contest? It just seems, I don't know, like, if your taste buds are rooted in a different cuisine, I don't know. Maybe there are, are foraged cuisine experts. It's just, I feel it's a pers- more of a personal preference, maybe, when it comes to those judging things. So, in all the episodes, like, all, all the food is great. It's just, like, mm-hmm. kind of these, these little differences that'll put one over the top, maybe. You know, maybe so. I should practice. Yeah. I mean, you got indigenous food out there, basically, right? Oh, yeah. On the property here. Oh, yeah. But, I, yeah. I would be open for a famous chef to forage and then cook, and then I'll try it. <laughs> I'm open to it. Rub <laughs> on. Grease. Greasing. Yep, Exactly. Um, so, Leah, I wanted to ask you, uh, are there any tunes that you're listening to? I know Unholy is a big, big thing right now <laughs> from Sam Smith. So, what's going on? Everybody's singing that tune. Well, that is a great question. And a friend and I are working on some jazz standards. Oh. So, I'm really stoked about that. And we got a, a good uh, playlist going. So, I'm I'm practicing a little... Billy Holiday, a little Ella Fitzgerald. So, yeah, I'm kind of vibing to that right now. How about you? I'm just, uh, I try to get out of the synthwave uh, black hole, which I find myself in every now and then. Oh. But uh, recently I've been into uh, this singer called Amber Mark, a very soulful R&B, fat beats and stuff like that. So I've enjoyed that. And mm-hmm. yeah. And I bring it up because, you know, we like speaking with each and every one of our guests, learning from the community <laughs> and some of the leaders, you know, who are doing great mm-hmm. work. And some of these leaders and, you know, guests that we speak to are musicians. And as you know, Leah, music is incredibly powerful, can lift spirits and do a lot of magical things, seemingly. And maybe we're a little biased, you know, we're both musicians. But, uh, you know, these... These artists, these native musicians that we've spoken with in the past, are doing great work, uh, you know, musically expressing uh, and elevating our collective knowledge, all that type of stuff, you know, understanding human emotions, society, and all that. Jeez. Um, I know, I'm getting right. it's a little of an epic <laughs> rant, but music <laughs> is limitless, really, I, I kind of see, but and it's true. I'm just very awe-inspiring. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that just brings us to our guest today who also happens to be a musician, you know, uh, Jada Brown. Uh, Jada Brown, uh, also known as Downtown Jada Brown, is a Twin Cities-based singer and spoken word poet who is active not only in the creative community, but in women's and indigenous rights movements as well. She says her music for her is a language to convey life and emotions while honoring expression and connection. Wow, wow. And uh, I've listened to some of her music, and I got to say, she's got you know amazing R and B soulful vibes, but it's not quite as easy to define that way. You know, she's experimenting with sounds and such. So, and you you've sp- spoken with her in the past, right? I have. That's the wonderful thing about reporting in Indian countries. You get to talk to a lot of people. So we've crossed paths a couple times before. As a bonus, she's going to be sharing a certified fresh unreleased song with us today in our episode so stay tuned for that it's gonna be a great show you know and here she is boujou jada hi my name is jada brown 
also known as downtown Jada Brown. And I am zooming in from Cedar Avenue, Minneapolis, Dakota Homelands. And um, I am, my mom's side is from the Turtle Mountain Band of Ojibwe. We like to ask, you know, how how your family's doing, you know, during during uh, 2022, during this, you know, pandemic and all that stuff. How are you doing? My family's doing um, well. There's been, besides like health health wise, I mean, there's been some sicknesses. I feel like that's going around a lot right now. But um, as I grow older too, I realize. Just like growing older as an into into an adult, I'm in my mid twenties. Re, um, how do I say it? Like reestablishing and really seeing your family members for who they are, and just like how much they care for you when you're younger, and and how we care for them now that I'm growing older. It's just been, um, I think it's a beautiful age and time to be with family right now, as we are um, kind of thinking of like how we care for one another and how we show up for each other emotionally and physically. So that's what, it's been a good time with family. <laughs> what is at the top of your mind right now? Is there anything that you're kicking around in your thoughts um, or in your life? Well, I'm currently um, in the last of the semester. So that's what's on the, been on the top of my mind, just getting finished and trying to succeed <laughs> and get good grades. And then also I'm um, finally releasing a project that's been um, in the back burner for a little while. So I'm kind of really trying to wrap up the year. And so that's exciting. So Jada, how do you spend your time then? You're a musician and a student? Yeah, so um, I took a break from school for about two years. But um, I did move to Minneapolis. So I grew up in St. Michael, Minnesota. and if you've never heard of the area, that's around Buffalo. Um, so that's my family. My mom's side is around that area. But I moved to Minneapolis to because I was always a singer and I always uh, was playing music from like 14 and up. And so I really wanted to move to Minneapolis just to be in the music scene because I knew in the city there's more opportunities to make it happen and just be around like-minded people. And so, um, and then I also got more into my education when I was like in 11th grade, maybe. So um, I applied to like three different schools and I ended up going to the University of Minnesota. So so I'm just kind of finishing what I, I started in my education. And what do you study? So I'm creating my own major and so I'm creating it in um, global studies and American Indian studies and in gender, women and sexuality studies. And um, besides being a solo musician, actually, I'm also in a band called Willows. And we actually met our freshman year in the dorms because we were like in a music and art house. Mm -hmm. And so I was grateful to have met my bandmate, Colin Peters, there. So we, we've been in a band for a few years. And we also have a release coming up in January. So that's exciting. Lots of like transformation and um, turning new pages and chapters. And um, our band, we used to play with um, some of the In the Strong Buffalo shows that Tom and Laura LeBlanc put on. So we're excited to just be performing again after the COVID, the start of COVID and everything. Very nice. Um, and we definitely want to get into some of the 
musical projects that you're working on right now. But just take a step back right for the moment. Uh, what you know sparked your interest in music? You said you were performing uh, since you were 14. Like that's it's pretty young. Like what what sparked that interest? Um, I would say I come from a family who loves music. Like I get lots of my I got lots of my younger musical influence from my dad. And just like around family gatherings and family parties, um, music would always be playing. And I have lots of different influences. My cousin used to burn CDs for me. Um, so I was always looking forward to those. But to how I actually got into, that was kind of like my music genre background. And then how I got into singing, I can't pinpoint a time when I started singing, but the first time I performed was when I was 14 in choir class. And I was very shy. Um, if anyone who like grew up with me knows me, I was very shy. And it was hard to um, like make too many friends. And I was very nervous to talk in front of people. But when I sang, I signed up for, um, I was in choir. And so I signed up for performance day. And that was the first time I really felt confident and comfortable was when I was singing in front of a crowd. Ironic, because I was, I couldn't talk. <laughs> I was nervous to talk, but singing just felt really good. And I, I felt like I found a place that, um, like of home, of like where I found comfort and that I could express myself. I totally understand. Performing music is, like, I'm also a musician. Leah and I are musicians. I totally understand the, the, being more comfortable with just playing your music and expressing yourself that way than speaking in front of people. <laughs> I totally I Totally. totally I was that. always asked, like, why are you so nervous talking in front of people? You can go up on a stage and perform. I'm like, it's different. Trust me. <laughs> Performing music, like, per presumably you've practiced it and feel good and comfortable with it. And there's another person that you're, you know, you have, like, a vibe with. It's just a different... It's totally different way of expression. Mm -hmm. Good. Can you talk more about you, you, what, you know, just being on stage, like what performance means to you and, uh, you know, the feelings that go through you as you're doing that? Wow, yeah, that is a beautiful and deep question. Um, I would say like a relief when you're on stage. It's, it's well, there's this like, you can't see it, but it's uh, like a stream of connection between you and listeners. And it's kind of like an energy that you hold. And personally, I would say it's like a relief. Like it's a stress reliever whenever I'm anxious. It gives me like um, dopamine. That's like the happy hormone. <laughs> I just, you know, I get happy when I sing. And that's just personally. So then when you're singing for others it really creates this energy and um, like musical conversation. So, and the beautiful thing about music too is like you can always interpret it. I love how interpretive it is because like, for example, my mom would always, <laughs> I'm thinking of like in the car and listening to the radio, my mom would sing like the wrong lyrics to a song she likes, but it doesn't matter what she was singing because she liked the song. So sometimes too, um, maybe my lyrics aren't so clear and you and people, different audience members might might hear lyrics different and maybe it's what, that's like the beauty. There's beauty in that. 
You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today we're speaking with Jada Brown, a Twin Cities-based singer and spoken word poet who is affiliated with the Turtle Mountain Band of Ojibwe. Yeah, so you write, correct? Yeah, I, I do write. I've, I've written all my own songs. So I guess I'm a songwriter. I guess I, that marks me as a songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then the the question that I love is like, what kind of songs do you write? Because I love answering that question myself. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. there's such a large variety of songs. Do you mean like, like lyric wise or like topic wise? Or yeah. So if if I were to turn on your tunes. What would I think I was listening to? What what style? Oh, what style? Um, I would say it's it's very I would say like tranquil and and it's not groovy. I'm thinking of a different word than groovy, but it's very like wavy. I would say wavy. Wavy. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. I'm making different music too, so it, it kind of differs from like what mood I'm in, but it's usually has a vibe to it and it's more of like chill wave chill wave <laughs> it's on the chill wave <laughs> yes <laughs> so do you have musical heroes um yeah i have so many accounts i have many musical heroes <laughs> okay can you give us a taste well i have recent people i've been listening to that have been really inspirational Local inspiration, and then like kind of, um, at, like throughout my teenage years when I was like developing my sound, so I could go through each realm. <laughs> but like Amy Winehouse is a big one. I got her. I had this phase when I was younger, and I'd like listen to her songs on repeat. And so I get her to like people say you sound like you sound like Amy or Adele. I used to get yep. that and. I used to listen to lots of um, lots of rock, like Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin, and lots of like '60s Laura Nero, and like just like '60s kind of like soul and the doo wop and into rock. And then my cousin used to burn me CDs of like the Fugees, and I got into more like neo soul. Um, like Jill Scott. And so she sent me all these mixes. Yeah. And then lately, some like local inspiration would be Lady Midnight. Um, I've always looked up to her a lot and love her music because it's like affirmation. I call it like affirmation music. And I could, it's just like put an aura around, like a protection. Mm. That's how I explain it. And um, that's kind of what I've been on, like, in the past years is, like, modes of healing. And so, like, recent inspiration would be, I don't know how to pronounce your name, but it's, like, three parentheses and an O. And another three parentheses. But she makes music with FKJ. So she's, oh, I'll just call her O. She's um, very inspirational and live E live.e she's out of um she also makes like neo soul type of experimental beats 
and just with that soul on top. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today, we're speaking with Jada Brown. Jada is a Minneapolis-based singer and spoken word poet who is affiliated with the Turtle Mountain Band of Ojibwe. So I was curious, you know, when it comes to your lyrics, you know, what do you find yourself writing about and where do you find your inspiration for those uh, for your lyrics and the messages that you're conveying through your music? Um, I would say it's kind of what I'm feeling at the moment. So just to throw my project out there, but um, a project called Admir- Admiration, which um, that was one of the songs I think I sent over is a title track. It's also the name of the project. But I think that collection of songs I, I was writing throughout my early 20s, and it's kind of like really finding out who I am as a as a young adult and um, woman and kind of going through like, I wouldn't say heartbreak, but kind of like knowing your purpose and feeling lost and just trying to find and kind of like processing what, what that means. So lots of those songs. All right. And like it talks about like finding validation, like when we seek out validation and like honoring who you are and honoring the things we have been through. So I think that album is a lot about it brings like kind of deeper meanings. I think when I write, I write a lot of like I like to write about substance and depth because that's kind of like I'm a very comical person. I kind of have a dry humor, but I have lots of depth. So like I need to get that out somehow. And but I've been writing music lately and it's I would say it's different than from my last project, but I can't really like put words into it yet. You mentioned admiration and as of right now it's unreleased, right? As of this episode recording. Yes. It is a surprise date this month in December. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much for you know giving us a sneak peek. Uh, could you talk about that song? Um, just what people are gonna hear when they listen to it. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite songs off the project and in general of my catalog. <laughs> um, I think it's a very, it's really a powerful ode to, a powerful ode to you and your ancestors and finding that strength. The first few lyrics is, Alone but not so scared, she finds strength. Through a bright sense of self built upon generations of strength. So it's like kind of like building upon the generations and I'm recognizing your power and your love within you. It's kind of like an unconditional love. So I think it's really just feel like it wraps you in a hug. <laughs> what I like about it is that it's kind of got themes that we we go through in our shows, which is that generational th- uh, thinking and and uh, just that collective community. So it's great. Um, and I noticed in that song that there's some spoken word poetry in there, and you're also a spoken word poet. Could you talk about your relationship with you know that style, and is it something that you weave into your music a lot? Yeah, I would say, like how I come at writing, sometimes I write poems, like they come out as poems. Like I write, I write a piece first, and sometimes that piece will just be sitting in my in my catalog, in my notebook. 
And eventually it finds beats or eventually it finds a melody to it. And other times I write poems to more read it in like a spoken word setting. Um, and I and I haven't done some, I haven't really performed spoken word in a while, but I did. Coming back to writing is a process at times. And it's a relationship within itself. But yeah, there's not one way I write music or poetry. It, it kind of is what, just like whatever, whatever it comes out to be is going to be what it's meant to do. I wanted to ask about your 2021 single, Onward. Um, I really dug that song, by the way. Uh, could you talk about that that uh, song and just how it all came together? I think uh, you're working with another artist, Adriatic. Thank you. Yeah, um, that song, it really just talks about how sometimes people closest to you can hurt you or like you may not feel accepted and kind of what, that's kind of like what the hook of the song means. Um, when someone close to you feels more like an enemy, but um, really it's maybe like coming, coming to that common understanding and looking past all the different layers of ourselves and our lives. Um, but isn't it is a, like, I would say an uplifting song too, because I'm kind of going through those trials and tribulations. Um, and yeah, that was with um, Adriatic. He's a, he made the beats of the song. So he's the overall producer of all that beats on the song, beats on the project. So it was very exciting to, um, I've just worked with so many beautiful people. I've, met, I've made so many connections and the Twin Cities and artists and people I've learned from and collaborated with. And I'm just really grateful to be a part of it um, and, and, and continue working with more people. So Awesome. Uh, and you, uh, you talked about, you know, future projects and stuff like that. Could you give us a little preview of some, uh, it, you know, some things that are happening down the pike or... Uh, some, you know, some information on any shows or? Yes, I do have a show coming up at New Year's. So this is more like a New Year's party if you're up for New Year's celebration at Palmer's Bar. And that's um, Neon Nanobites New Year's Eve party. Um, Student One will be playing there. And the, um, my friend Nano's band, Black Wine. So it's going to be a musical mix of genres. And then next January would be my bands, which are um, release date and show is on January 31st at Ice House at 8 p.m. And to close out the show, we're going to play that, uh, that song we've been talking about, Admiration from Jada Brown, which is a new and certified fresh tune. Alone, but not so scared. She posts through bright sense of self. Built upon generations of strength Drop the ego or let it lose you Calls out to her surroundings Knowing there's more worth to life than what we speak Search for the longing deep in your gut Bushes you further, shining hearts Stars, stars, stars Know your name and what it's worth Good things will come once you seek what's inside Grow to know yourself, one's work and pray Thank the one who blessed you with your name 
Thank you to Jada Brown, a, a Twin Cities bass singer and spoken word poet. I'm Cole Primo. And I'm Leah Lem. Miigwech for listening. Gigawabamin. Native Lights, Where Indigenous Voices Shine, is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.